Yeah, you're kicking it with Toe, huh? Yeah, you're kicking it with Toe. What? Yeah, you're kicking it with Toe. The latest podcast, you know. What's good, wonderful people of the world? My name is Tobin. You are kicking it with me. <laughs> so I want to give you guys a good podcast. Why? Because you're great. Why? Because I think you're great. Who needs to think they're great? You do. <laughs> I just want to get you guys excited for this awesome podcast. Why? Because today is episode four of the pgip series which means i'm bringing somebody great onto the pod i love it i love it i love it i'm not going to really do too much talk in this podcast so let me introduce you guys to grant kelly (laughs) what's going on tobe thanks for having me uh yeah my name is grant kelly i'm currently one of the postgraduate interns with the ncaa in the eligibility center um basically grew up you know, like everyone else, joined the military, went to uh, both Central Michigan for undergrad, where I majored in uh, sport management and minored in legal studies, uh, worked full-time for a year, went back to grad school, also at Central Michigan for my master's in sport administration. Wow. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I have one question. What's one thing that's interesting about you? So... I mean, there's. I usually keep a Rolodex just because people always ask. Um, my go-to is in high school. I used to throw baseballs very hard. I think I hit 92. Sheesh. Yeah. I, I can't even hit 60. I don't know if I still if I can now, but I did it back then. Oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm happy that you are on the podcast. Um, but you know, as I start my podcast, I always start it with a thinking like two. And today's thinking, like Tobe, is is it okay to get out your comfort zone to really see what skills that you can achieve or you can obtain while being out your comfort zone? I'll give you about 20 to 30 seconds. I like to do a little Jeopardy just to get myself, get the guests, and get the people's brains going. Let's go. I think that's enough time. Well, Grant, let me ask you, what are ways or do you think it's great to really go out your comfort zone just to see if you can push yourself, basically? Yeah, I mean, in my experience through the various roles I've had, Um, If you don't go outside your comfort zone, you don't know where you're at moving forward. So you don't know kind of what your what your strengths are like, you know what you think they are. Mm. But until you actually have to apply them because you're out of your comfort zone, you don't really know. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. And and I agree with you, honestly, because that's how you really get to test yourself. You know, you get a test in class all the time just to see if you're actually obtaining or learning the knowledge that they've been giving you. So this is one of those times where you're like, you're going about life, you're going about your day to day. And this is a time where you're like, okay, let me try something I normally don't do. Let's see if I'm actually um, gaining those skills that I've been literally doing every day. And that's how you know if you're really at the peak, if you're getting to your peak, or if you might be below what you thought you were at. So that's one of the things that I do see when you go out your comfort zone, you learn so much about yourself and you learn that you probably like 
different things that you probably didn't think you really liked, honestly. Um, but I just want to go a little deeper. Um, I know I know you didn't really play a sport in college, but you went to the military, you, you know. So I just wanted to go a little bit deeper and say, what drove you to go into college athletics? Or what drove you to work in sports? And when did you feel that this is something that you would like to do? Yeah, so when I got out of the Air Force, I was kind of having, you know, what I think a lot of student-athletes have when they're done competing, um, kind of some identity issues, Mm -hmm. um, which I think more people need to be able to talk about in their life. Um, So I was going through some stuff. I actually ended up adopting my dog, who you met, uh, the great Budweiser. So, you know, going through everything with him, he's really been great. Um, but then I started at a junior college because mm-hmm. in high school I was I was a terrible student, to be fair. Like, wouldn't have been a qualifier out of, out of high school. So, you know, had to start somewhere. Yeah. So to prove to myself that I could do it, stepped out of my comfort zone, as mm-hmm. we just talked about, um, and enrolled full-time at Jackson College in uh, Jackson, Michigan. And um, just kind of – I was going to major in – uh, business administration. The plan was to take over my parents' store, you know, get some experience that way. Um, but then I found like working in sports is like that's somebody's job. Yep. Like you never think about it until you're doing it. But like that's their job is to be at the game and do what they do. So I ended up transferring to CMU because they had at the time the number four sport management program in the country for undergrad. Um, you know who has number one, right? It's a, no, I'm it's a, Ohio, it's Ohio has the oldest. No, no, they have number one. Yeah, then Ohio. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it might be Syracuse, but I don't know. I'll I know, have to fact check that. I know Florida State's up there for grad school. Ooh. But I know. Mm, okay. But that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> I went to CMU um, for, the, for undergrad. Um, and then, you know, I volunteered at a couple things. I worked ballpark ops for one summer in North Dakota mm. for a baseball team. Um, we'll never work baseball again. It's my favorite <laughs> sport, but I watched three innings in an entire summer. Wow. And it was just, it's not what I wanted. So, But I learned. Yeah. By going out of my comfort zone, I learned that's not what I want to do. That's so awesome. um, when I came back, I talked to the compliance department at CMU, their Division One institution. Um, figured worst case scenario, I get some experience, decide I don't, if I do or don't like it. Uh, the more I did, the more I fell in love with it. Um, <laughs> to this day, I'm still finding more that I like about it. Mm. And then when I graduated undergrad, I was fortunate enough to get hired full-time at Oakland University. Oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. I worked there for about a year full-time. Mm. Um, around the time COVID hit, uh, you know, things happened. <laughs> you know, like they do. Uh, mm-hmm. COVID affected a lot. And I decided to go back to grad school, um, worked for that time at CMU, again, in their athletic department, doing compliance, Yep. Uh, kind of helped a new compliance officer come in and assume a role of somebody that left for another institution. And, you know, just the more I did it, the more I like it. Got a little bit of supervisory experience through that. Um, and then now, here I am at the NCAA, uh, living my best life. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Man, you have a very, you have a very unique journey to yourself, which makes so it, it makes it so great, honestly, because it fits it fits you. Because I know you, and and you're not somebody that does something that everybody else does, and that's really awesome. Because you're 
you like to take that chance. You like to go out your comfort zone sometimes. And you like to see, seek opportunities. As you said, you like, let me try out this compliance. Even though if it might not work, I'm still getting something from it. And I want to just go a little bit deeper into, okay, you took your shot, you know, <laughs> at three point. With applying for the NCAA, that's another opportunity for you to just see how something goes. And you're working in a very, very great very great department because I feel as if you're helping um, student athletes make sure that they're eligible. Um, seeing kind of like with KC, she does something similar um, on the AMA side. But, you know, I feel as if yours is like you're really like, I wouldn't say you're working hands on, but you're definitely working with the institutions daily, making your calls. So I just want to go a little bit deeper into your like day to day and um, just see. Like, how do you feel from the day one that you started to now? How do you feel that you've been progressing over that time? Yeah, so, uh, you know, as we covered, I got to work at some institutions. So I had a base level knowledge of this is what I think it is. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where I think it's going. And then it kind of gets turned. You know, <laughs> you think you know something then you show up and you're like, oh, that's that's only that's the tip of the iceberg. Yep. So that's kind of where I was when I showed up. I had a foundation. I thought I knew more than I did. Clearly, that's not the case. <laughs> um, but that's going outside your comfort zone, as seems to be the theme here. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I've learned a lot. I've learned very, like, just so much that I can't even, it's hard to explain. Um, and then initial eligibility is such a nuanced part. It's the beginning of a student-athlete's journey. Yep even non-student athletes it's the beginning of their journey into maybe sports isn't maybe next level is not for me mm -hmm. um so because of that the people that I deal with are very passionate about it um and then i just transitioned into a new uh area mm -hmm. of my internship so my internship has rotations inside of the major one mm -hmm. so i can only speak to the ones that i've done so far yeah um so uh, twice a week, I answer legislative line for the NCAA. Uh, people call in, ask any number of questions. Um, it seems to be the most common is, hey, when can I transfer? What are the rules? Um, which, you know, that's why we're here, is to answer questions. And I, I love helping people out where I can. And this just happens to be somewhere where I can. And then uh, I was doing initial eligibility waivers. So mm. you didn't quite meet the, you know, the requirements, but there's you know, any number of mitigation for the reason. Yeah. Like, why you didn't meet it. So, I was doing that stuff. It was really cool to work hands-on um, and be able to affect student-athletes, not just at one school, but at one multiple school. across different uh, divisions. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. And I love what you guys do, honestly, because, you know, I feel as if anything that helps the student-athlete really be the best player, student, person is something that I really do cherish and I really do appreciate. Um, and the eligibility center is one of those things that, you know, you're allowing players, student athletes, people, honestly, to do something that they love. Um, even if they might not meet the requirements, you're still showing them ways to like meet those requirements. Um, and you guys are, I've never seen a seventh year, um, seventh year um, player before and that's something that's new you know so you don't really see them as often but you do see them and that's from the work of you guys making sure that they have their ducks in a row that 
they can get that seventh year because I know it's not easy, especially COVID helped out a lot with that. (laughs) But just the work that you guys do is really awesome. Um, I just want to go a little deeper. I feel like everything's just lining up perfectly. Um, So I just want to ask, how do you feel or what is the one thing that you love the most about what you're doing with the NCAA that really keeps you motivated every day, honestly? Yeah, so, I mean, every day I I love what I do. I like student-athletes. I like being able to affect their life directly. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of part of what I miss about being on campus is seeing (laughs) them every day. You know, you you were a student-athlete, you know, coming in, (laughs) see the people that work there, just happy to be there. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I just – I really enjoyed that part. Being at the NCAA, though, you get to affect – all student-athletes, yep. not, not just the ones at your institution. That's awesome. Um, so that's really nice. Just kind of, you know, it's an opportunity that a lot of people don't get. Um, and I'm just fortunate to be one of the few that do. Hey, I'm fortunate to have a friend like you, man. That's all it is. <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke. I will hope that you laugh. You can. You can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But, you know, no, no. Just being able to know you, I, I can definitely see... Um, that that's something that you are passionate about um, because I see you go to work same time every morning um, <laughs> and it's really awesome to see you really love something that you do and I just want to wrap it up with this last question well I have two questions technically but um, this question is how do you feel like what you're doing with the NCAA is going to help you get to that next step in your career or that next journey yeah, so, I mean, it's laying the foundation, kind of like what we talked about before. Um, just getting to where where I am, there's so much more I can learn. There's so many opportunities I can take advantage of at the NCAA um, that I just want to be able to take advantage of those. So then when I do go, when I move on, you know, yeah. apply for jobs, whatever the next step is, I'm prepared to be able to say, I'm now a subject matter expert in these things. Yep. Because that was my job for the last year. It's these specific things. So without being able to do that, if I don't take advantage of my opportunities, mm-hmm. I can't do that. And that kind of all circles back to worst case scenario. They say no. Yeah. And we're still here. You know. That's true. That's true. And you know, I love that you brought up the worst case scenarios that they can say no because a lot of people hate hearing no. They're afraid to hear that word. So it's just like. How were ways that you were able to say, okay, no, doesn't mean that the door is completely shut. No can be an opening for a different opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of been where I've been. Um, most of my life to this point has been, okay, that didn't work out. What's next? Yep. You know, my plan was to be in the Air Force for 20 years. After four and a, three and a half, they decided, hmm, we're going to reduce size and you're one of those. Okay, mm-hmm. that didn't work out. So I went to college, you know, and that's how we got started on this whole journey. And everything has just been kind of, okay, what's next? COVID happened, okay, what's next? Go to grad school. Apply at CMU. Worst case scenario, they'd say no. I'd apply somewhere else. Uh, Start working in compliance. Apply for jobs. Worst case scenario, they say no. (laughs) That's how I got to this NCAA internship. You know, worst case scenario, they say no. Best case scenario, I'm here in Indy with Tobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, 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 that's true. So, yeah, it's, it's just kind of been my life so far. So, when I start applying for jobs, worst, 
what are they gonna do? Say no, and I don't work for them still. That's you know? true. That's true. That's you have to have that. What's next? You know, and don't one thing that I see that you don't do is put all your eggs in one basket. No, you can't. Because because once you put all your eggs in one basket and you hear that no, you start looking around like what's next. All your eggs crack on the ground. You don't have a plan B. Exactly. You don't have you don't have that what's next because you're looking around for it. <laughs> like so, I like how you were to you were, you knew what you wanted to do, and you basically like put different plans around it just in case it's yeah. a what's next yeah um type of situation. I really love that. Um, yeah. So like I set up. I know what the end goal is. I know where I want to be. Yep. And then I backtrack a little bit. I talk to people, hey, how'd you get to where you are? Head down and work? Cool. That's a, that is a method to do it. Yep. Talk to some other people. Different, you know, meet a lot of people is what some people say. You know, networking, great thing to do. Yep. Don't put all your eggs in the basket of, if, if I know the person, I'll get the job. That's where the put your head down and work comes in. Because then, because who you know gets you the interview. Yep. What you know gets you the job. So, Ooh, I love that. I like that. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. It's it's a good line that one of my professors said in undergrad. And, like, it's just, it's so true. Because mm. a lot of these jobs in sports, while there's a lot of teams and a lot of jobs, it's not a very large community and everyone knows somebody. That's true. That's true. Man, he's dropping a lot of dimes, a lot of gems. <laughs> Oh, man. I just have one last question for you. I love to ask people this question because I get a different answer every time. Um, what is your definition of success? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I should have known this was coming. <laughs> success is obviously different to everybody. That's how you get a different answer from each person. Yep. Um, for me, success is only defined by, it's defined by you. Like, mm. I know what I want to get out of something. So if I'm successful, I get out what I think I should. Mm. Um, for other people, success is money. Success is a good, you know, a good title behind your name. Mm. Uh, some letters behind your name that you get from various degrees. Yep. For me, success is just being happy with what I'm doing. Ooh. If I'm there, if I'm helping people, that's what I want to do. Like my fallback for when I'm eventually done doing compliance type things is helping student athletes transition into being contributing members to society not that they're not now <laughs> but you know eventually someone gets told hey you're not good enough you're not healthy enough they're like you just the next step is not for you mm-hmm. luckily you got to play in college i got done with high school and they're like yeah that's it for you sorry so you know every day someone deals with that yeah and i want to be there to be able to help them so they can you know leverage their discounted or their great degree that they got Mm-hmm. into you know this is how i can help how i can provide for my family now how i can you know just be set up for the future so success for me is being able to help somebody do that currently mm-hmm. in my role that is them being initially eligible for competition in the ncaa and to receive aid because that's the first step to being a student athlete which is the first step to being you know the star nfl player the star basketball player you can't go on and done if you don't even get one, you know? Wow. And these are the guys making millions of dollars that everyone watches on TV. Mm-hmm. But that's 2% of high school students go pro. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the other 98 go pro in something other than sports. Wow. Which is a whole tagline that the NCAA did. And I heard it the other day, and I'm like, oh, that's great. 
<laughs> Man, that was awesome. That was I, that was you just surprised me. I didn't even know that about you. Like, wow, wow. <laughs> See, and you wouldn't have known that, but you asked me. You went out of your comfort zone and said, "Hey, Grant, will you do my pod?" <laughs> yeah, no problem. I love it. I love it, man. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for joining. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down, talk to me, talk to my family, and let everybody know ways to become successful in whatever they're doing, ways to get out of their comfort zone and see if things work. Um, and I really appreciate it, man. And hey, if anybody's listening to my podcast for the first time, please. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. I read everything um, except for my cell phone. <laughs> hey, be a friend, tell a friend. You know. <laughs> um, please follow me on Instagram, kicking it underscore with Tobe. That is the one thing I do look at regularly. If you wanted to talk to me, send me a DM, do anything. I would definitely look at it because I love making, I love making connections, and I love making any type of genuine relationships with anybody and i just love talking honestly it's no it's no if ands buts about it if you really want to get in contact with me definitely call me because i most likely will pick up but please 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 get in contact with me i would love to speak to anybody let me know what you like about my podcast what you don't um, what you would like to hear what you would like to hear less of but Hey, as I always say, let's get it. Let's go be great. Why? Because you are great. Tobe out. Yeah, you're kicking it with Tobe, huh? Yeah, you're kicking it with Tobe. What? Yeah, you're kicking it with Tobe. The latest podcast you know. Yeah.